Wonderful. So good. It's good to be together, isn't it? You know, I meet with leaders um, from various churches across the nation quite regularly, and there is a real strong sense that God is up to something very spectacular in our day. And I want to just, for these next few moments, I prepared a word this morning that I didn't touch on in the first service, and I'm going to do a little bit of a hybrid of what I felt spontaneously to go into in the first service and a little bit of what I was planning on speaking on, just for these next 12 and a half minutes, if you believe that. I'm going to try. On Palm Sunday, there were crowds of people gathered on the streets on the entrance to Jerusalem. And there was a sound that came off that crowd. It was loud. It was joyous. It was hope-filled. As they shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus rode on a donkey as they laid on their palm branches, hence the name Palm Sunday. It's quite a normal thing for VIPs or kings to do as a procession, coming in on a donkey if they were coming in peace, if they were coming with good news. It was quite a common thing for people to experience at those times. It's also a foretelling of a prophecy in the Old Testament about the Savior who would come on a donkey. But a few weeks later, there was another sound. Some of the same people, they weren't shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Their cries weren't full of hope. They were shouting, crucify, crucify. And I want to talk this morning for these next 12 and a half minutes Time stands still. I want to talk about having a consistent sound. A sound that doesn't waver, but a sound that is continually full of hope. And a sound that the nations are waiting for the church to resound with. Over the pandemic... Something has been happening by stealth in the nations. I, don't, I believe as well as there being considerable activity of the Holy Spirit, as well as there being considerable angelic activity in the nations, I believe that many of the prayers that the saints have prayed over many years, that hearts would open to the gospel, are happening. On Friday evening on the BBC, there was a TV program that I could not imagine have been shown a few years ago, and it was a, it was a following six or seven celebrities that were walking the pilgrimage of St. Colombo, and that starts in Donegal in Republic of Ireland and then goes across Northern Ireland and then crosses the water to Scotland, walks up to the lengths of Scotland and then down to the island of Iona. And it was a, a pilgrimage that was traveled many years ago to take the gospel to those places. And these six celebrities 
are walking this path. And there are a range of backgrounds, but there are also a range of faiths. There's a cricket player that's a Sikh. There's a comedian who's a Muslim. There's a lady, an actress, who's a Jew. There's other celebrities that um, regard themselves as pagan or agnostic. And there's a Christian. And the whole point of the program, it's, it feels very in vogue in some ways because you know, people like to think of the unity of multiplicity of ways to God. And Jesus, you of course know, said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So in one way, this sort of program that takes this multi-faith approach is symptomatic. But I don't think it would have been on a few years ago because what's being captured on camera is a genuine heart-searching journey of people trying to discover an inner truth in their life. And I'm finding that's happening lots and lots. And if the church's sound is inconsistent, if the sound that comes off the body of Christ wavers, then as the prayers we've been praying for years, for generations, for hearts to unfold and open to the truth of God, as they open, if the sound is not there, there will be other sounds they will follow. There will be cults that are knocking on their door. There will be people who regard themselves as spiritual that will take them into other areas. The church and the sound and the unity and the roar of hope that the church is called to have needs to sound so loud. Now I know that whenever I look in the scriptures and I see wavering people, on one hand I get incredulous that they could possibly one moment celebrate this man coming through their streets on a donkey who had opened blind eyes, who had raised up paralytics, who had opened deaf ears, who had removed leprosy. I get amazed that just some time later that they would dare Shout, crucify him. In the same way that I find it hard to believe that the Israelites, after they'd walked through the Red Sea, after they'd experienced miracles in the wilderness, that Moses goes into the presence of God for 40 days and he comes down and they've built a golden calf. But then I look at my own heart and I see the propensity that I have to have times of great passion, for the Lord, great devotion for Him. And then there are other times, it's not like I wake up and think, I'm not going to be committed to the Lord today. It's not like I've ever woken up and thought, do you know what, I'm going to tone it down. What happens is you wake up and other things distract you, distract me. Other maybe external things of this world or of our life or maybe internal things of the wrestles of my own heart, they distract. And over time, 
that roar of Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It may never go to crucify him, but it becomes a quieter Hosanna. And in these days, God is at work in the nations and he's looking for his people to roar consistently. And I, I've never felt as vulnerable in ministry as I do right now. I've never felt like I have as few resources as I have right now. The pandemic has involved change for all of us. But I know that it's not about me. I know that the enemy wants to quell and silence our sound and our confidence and our hope and our convictions. And he wants us to be timid. He can't take away your tongue and your voice. But he can dampen it down if you let him. And I believe right now, the call of God upon us as the church, the call of God upon me as a follower of Jesus is to be bolder and more courageous than ever. This is a time to turn the noise up, not down. This is a time to focus the sound on honoring the King of Kings who's among us, not toning it down. And it has lots of practical implications. Nita, a few nights this week, she's joined in with James Aladaran's prayer siege, which hundreds of people from across the nation and beyond are gathering online at 12 o'clock midnight. I'm fast asleep in bed, but Nita's up praying in tongues for an hour with these guys all over the nation. And as they're praying, you say, why does it have to happen at 12? Why does it have to be an hour? Well, in our day where we have things so convenient and so easily, there are times when God tests our hunger. He tests the sound that comes out of our voice. He tests whether the praise is real or whether it's just hype. Because it could be hype. Your sound, the sound of those people lying in the street, it was hype. And it can sound very similar, but God wants to test the sound. And the sound that needs to come off the church right now needs to be an authentic sound. Do you know, Nita was telling me that on the chat there were witches on there cursing people in the chat. Saying someone on here is going to die tonight. Posting all sorts of dodgy links on the chat. And you know, you know you're rattling some cages when there's some opposition. And it's been a while since some of you faced some opposition. And that could be indicative of us not rattling some cages. The enemy wants to tame your sound. He wants to change your sound. But God is saying, church, will you rise up with a sound that is bold and courageous. A few days ago, 
And I wasn't planning on saying any of this, so apologies. But a few days ago, we had a church leadership meeting, and we're faced with some decisions because we have one of the smallest staff bases we've had for years. And it's been pretty tough trying to make everything happen. And in that meeting, we're making some decisions about what we feel God is calling us to as a church. We ended up making decisions that are going to cost £50,000 more than we got. And we believe right now God is challenging our faith to step out. We'll speak more about that in the weeks ahead. We invite you to partner with us and help that to step into the new day. But really what I'm trying to capture is that there was a moment in that meeting where we felt, should we be conservative and prudent and timid? Or should the sound that comes off us be bold and audacious and brave and courageous? You and I will never step in to the fulfillment of the promises of God without some courageous battles. Never. Oh, you can get to heaven. You can experience times of the presence of God. You can see Jesus come through on a donkey. But the Lord is doing something in the earth right now that's greater than any of our eyes have ever seen. And he's looking for those who will open their mouths and partner with the sound of the heavens and let a ferocious, bold, courageous sound come out. Just a few verses of Scripture to close. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, this very well familiar passage of Scripture says these words. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Who's Jesus talking to there? Well, we know there were the 12 that were gathered. We know that he's talking to the church. But would you just take your finger, hold it out in front of you like that, and then point it there. That's who he's talking to. You are it. And the sound is not the sound that happens when we gather. The sound is the hope that we carry in our lives to make disciples. I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up. But if I ask this question, how many of us have personally led someone to Jesus over the last four years. I think we might be a bit embarrassed. Not that it's a competition, but it's a privilege that we're not stepping into. Let me ask another rhetorical question. If this afternoon, 200 people stormed into the church building and cried out, what must we do to get saved? And we had the joy of leading them to Jesus. And I said, I need 200 people to help disciple these. 
Who's in? I know that a lot of you would say, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I haven't got it all together. I'm not in the right place. That finger. When Jesus was saying these words, he was saying them to you and me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Do you know that word nations there? The Greek word is a word called ethne. It's where we get the word ethnicity from. Jesus wasn't looking at the map and looking at the border of the nations on a Google Earth. He was describing that there are many nations, tribes, and tongues, cultures. Some researchers have tried to evaluate how many of the ethnicities in the world are still yet to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they estimate around 7,400 ethnicities are still to hear. I believe we're living in the end times. I believe the world is shaking, and I believe that Jesus is going to return for his church. But the scripture says this gospel will be preached to the ends of the earth, to the nations, to the ethnicities, and then the end will come. 7,400 ago. Who's going to go? Well, the irony of it is that, you know, some of us might be called to get in boats and planes and travel the nations. And if you are, do it. Stop messing around. Do, go and do it. But we have ethnicities and we have cultures and we have friends and we have neighbors and we have people around us that we're called to go and make disciples of. It says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then it says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands. This is not an instruction to life group leaders. This is not an instruction to pastors. This is not an instruction to church staff. This is an instruction to disciples. Those whose sound is consistent. And I love this promise. And it says, be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's with us. We don't do this alone. Remember someone saying once if they could choose a name in the Bible, they would choose the name Lo, because in the King James Version, it says, Lo, I am with you always. Whatever your name, whatever your story, God is with us. Wouldn't it be amazing if the sound that came off our community this week is another Facebook post that says, just, I just led the person who served me at Tesco to Jesus. I was just walking down by the river and I met another dog walker and I began talking about faith. How do you start that? Well, I wonder if maybe in a conversation and make a conversation first. Don't just go up to a stranger and say, can I pray with you? Unless the Spirit's leading you that way, but maybe a conversation and then just say, hey, I'm a Christian. And if Jesus is real, is there something that you'd like me to pray for for you? And I think you'll find a lot of people will say yes. I wonder, could all of us pray with someone this week? Can you imagine what would happen, the sound that would come off, the consistent sound of hope that would come off the church, 
if all of us every day are praying for at least one person that we meet, can you imagine that sound? Just a few Sundays ago, we were here Sunday afternoon preparing for the Pray for Ukraine event in the evening. And there was a lovely young lady in her early 20s came through the door. She just finished work and she works in retail and she walked into the door. We didn't recognize her and initially though we realized we'd met her some years ago and she just comes in and her first words were, she may even be here this morning or watching online, but her first words were this. It's clicked for me and I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Nita starts talking to her. She didn't know Jesus. So he leads her to Jesus. Nita, Nita, she, she leads her to Jesus. And then prays for her to be filled with the Holy Spirit. She gets filled with the Holy Spirit, starts speaking in tongues. Find out after, there's a family member in the church who's been praying for that girl for years. And it was just a moment of the Spirit speaking to her. That's happening. It's happening. If, if nothing had happened that prayer meeting last, on that particular night, it was worth opening the doors just to be there for that moment. And I wonder what open doors there needs to be in our hearts and our days and our life in order to allow those conversations to come. Therefore, go into all the world. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, you have come to fill your church with boldness. For a roar of hope to come through your people. For a consistent sound in our communities and our homes and our neighborhoods and the nations. And in these final moments, if your prayer is, fill me, Holy Spirit, with your boldness, why don't you just extend your hands out and invite him. Let the fire of the gospel burn within us. No more timidity, no more compromise, no more feeling cornered, no more holding back, no more dissidence of sound, but a unity of sound that flows through our lives, unctioned by the fire of the Spirit of God that burns within His people. Be bold. Be very courageous. Have no fear. And let the sound of your people across the nations let it rise. Every day this week and next Sunday, when we gather right in the center of our city at Princess Hay, let there be a sound that's not a hollow, 
singing of songs, but may it be a heavenly sound of hope that fills the streets with the glory of God, fills the streets with the life of God. May your church be very, very bold, very, very courageous. And Lord, I pray that all of us will have the joy as that sound flows out of us of regularly leading people to you and discipling them to live lifestyles of honor for the King of glory. We need you, Jesus. Have your way. As we conclude our gathering, while you've been sat listening and the sound has been quiet, I'm going to ask in our final moments to let a sound come out that's a roar of hope. It's like a, a roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah that comes out boldly into the nation, that declares Jesus is king. I wonder, just could you join with us? Stand and lift your voices. Clap and celebrate and honor the Lord as we conclude our time. Lord, may there be a chain-breaking sound that comes off the body of Christ. Not just rediscover, but churches across the nations. Lord, may there be a chain-breaking sound of freedom that rises from the people of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.